Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you've had a terrific Wednesday leading into this Thursday morning. And I want to start off talking about the lockout because Major League Baseball has had its first work stoppage since the 1994-1995 season. And it all happened due to the new CBA having to be submitted by yesterday in the middle of the day. And they came to an agreement that the owners were going to lock out the players. So they technically can't go on strike because there's no, there are no games being played right now. So really they call it a lockout. So there are no more moves made until they can get these negotiations sorted out with Major League Baseball and the Players Union. So we will talk about that uh, to start off the show. But it is going to be a fun one today. It's not just going to be... Talking about Major League Baseball, got me locked up. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be talking about that the entire time, but it is gonna be music based because I think you've been seeing this this past couple of days. There's a certain app that has their 2021 wrapped with their music, and everybody posts about it. Everybody posts their top five songs. Their how many minutes they've listened to this specific app with the music and, you know, their top five genres, whatever it is. So what we're going to do today, and this is going to be coming up at 535, what we're going to do is the 2021 Bay Area sports season wrapped. I got a multitude of figures within Bay Area sports, and I chose five songs to describe each in the year of 2021. So 2021 Bay Area Sports Wrapped. We'll have those playlists uh, halfway through the show at 535. We'll also have the Doghouse. We always do it on Wednesday, but on Wednesday, I was talking about the Warriors and the Suns. Didn't want to do the Doghouse. Pushed it to to today. So the Doghouse is coming up uh, at 515. Who is in your Doghouse? The 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. And I got to be honest. There's there are days when I when I come in here and I, I read I do read the text from the night before because I still got them all up and normally I'll just try and you know play a little game with myself and decide what they decipher what they were talking about last night whatever it is and some of us here uh, are pretty worried about this 49ers and Seahawks game and I and I wonder if you're a 49er fan. How worried are you, really? I know it's a division game, but uh, I mean, what causes the worry here? What about the Seahawks besides it just being a division rival, and you know you're playing against a team that really has nothing to lose? Like what? What is it about the Seahawks here? I, I, I don't get that um, because they are just not a good team. 
And, you know, there was always this talk about the Jaguars being a trap game, whatever. But the Jaguars stink. And I think we realized that once Sunday came around. Are we overthinking this 49ers and Seahawks matchup? Or is there something to the division rivals? I don't know. That was just something I was reading on the text line. Because last night I'm seeing a lot of, uh, just a lot of stuff about it. Just a lot of, a lot of angst around the uh, around the Seahawks and maybe I just said angst because that's constantly one of the types of music that people have listened to in their rap playlist but anyway the lockout happened yesterday and the primary reason being is due to uh, economics and the service time within players for example Chris Bryant when he was a rookie They decided so that the team has control of him for one more year. You have to have six years of service time before you're eligible for a free agent contract. And, of course, Chris Bryant is eligible for a free agent contract this year. But really, he felt he should have been eligible for a free agent contract last season because of what happened in 2015. Now, if you bring them up... 16 days, or excuse me, 17 days after the season starts and you're left with a total of a certain amount of days, then technically you still have one more year of control under the player, of team control under the player. And Chris Bryan ended up filing a grievance for that, and he lost that grievance, but now he's a free agent in 2021. And that is the example that a lot of people are using here for when you're talking about why the players are in a lockout or why the owners called for the lockout. Because they want to deter these guys from doing something like this, which is really just lowballing them and trying to keep them for as cheap as they possibly can while also having them in their prime. I've never understood the service time uh, idea. I've never understood it. Baseball, to me, you know, when you when you look at the NFL, it's pretty simple, right? It's pretty cut and dry. I mean, the, you got the you got a hard salary cap. There's a specific number that's set every year. If you just do a little, you just do a little research and you find out how much that number is, then you could really calculate how much each player's worth and whether you're spending too much against the cap for this certain player. And rookie contracts are relatively simple. I mean, you get. Uh, depending on which round you're picked in, first rounders, they get four years of a rookie deal. And depending on how high you're picked, that's the amount of money that you're going to be getting paid. And it, it's relatively simple. Then you get to basketball where you got the soft cap and there's nobody who knows more about the soft cap than Warrior fans. I'm very confident about that because the soft cap is a result of the luxury tax that's been talked about for the past couple of years. When you pay over the cap, then you got to pay a luxury tax. you got to pay the extra money for that certain player. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. There's, there's bird rights. There's exceptions. The NBA, it can get pretty complicated. And when it comes to baseball, I mean, you got the service time. you got these guys up at arbitration. That's why the Giants ended up signing uh, guys like Harleen Garcia, who, you know, it, there's all these tenders involved and it, all this different stuff when it, comes to, when it comes to arbitration. And then there's a specific offer that's made, and if they don't feel that they deserve that offer, if they feel they deserve more, then they take it to a court and they try and uh, debate what, what he's worth and all this different stuff. It's super confusing. So really... I think that's what this lockout is trying to do. At least that's how I'm taking it. And there are not going to be be any winter meetings as of yet. And really, this is happening at a time where you're in December. December and January, not much going on within Major League Baseball. As I'm reading here, the deadline for February 1st, it's not really a deadline. It's a soft deadline so that players can... You know, get where they need to go, get comfortable. Uh, they understand which teams they're going to because there are still some free agents left out there. Um, you know, teams were scrambling before this deadline, and if you were wondering why all these free agents were being signed all in in really one cluster, it's because of this deadline on December first that they were supposed to submit the the CBA. But some other uh, some other aspects of this uh, fr- of this CBA here that they really want to they want to get nailed down. Um, they want an expanded postseason. 
They want 14 teams to make the playoffs um, uh, uh, to incentivize winning, and they want the best team in each league to receive a bye while the other division winners would get to choose their wild-card opponent. They want to see a pitch clock implemented, and then they also want to cap the numbers of pitchers on a roster. And, and, And that's really what's happening on the field. So they want a whole bunch of things to happen with the playoffs, and then they also... Uh, they also want to somehow create less pitching changes because if you have less pitchers on your roster, then you are less incentivized to constantly use those pitchers and to use different guys at certain times and then use that random reliever you haven't heard from in, you know, in 10 games or whatever it is just because you have no other fresh arms. I think they're trying to uh, get rid of that as well. So. Um, I don't know what's to come of this lockout. This is actually really fascinating to watch happen in real time because the last time a lot of this happened, I wasn't really cognizant of what was going on in the sports world. This is just me personally. I wasn't, you know, I mean, it was 1994 and 1995. I was a year old. Didn't really know what was going on. I was focused on trying to grow a tooth. I wasn't worried about what was going on within Major League Baseball and the power struggle that was going on there. Um, so it's not to say that the season won't go a full 162 games, but we have seen something like this. We have seen something like this back in 2020 when, you know, we were in the pandemic and players were trying to negotiate how they were going to be getting paid, um, when it came to this 60 game season, then there was a struggle there with, uh, Tony Clark, who's president of the players union and, um, and, of course, Major League Baseball with Rob Manfred. Uh, Blake Snell was headlining it because he felt like he should have gotten paid much more than he ended up getting paid in 2020. And there was a whole bunch of uh, different stuff involved in it. And that's why, really, we didn't start the season until later. Because, you know, there were times when they could have started the season. They were, you know, bringing sports back. But baseball, they just weren't playing because they couldn't come to an agreement. And eventually, they did come to an agreement just to get the Major League Baseball season started because they were just running out of time. But now, they have at least three months to try and settle these negotiations. And it's going to be fascinating to watch all of this play out and, you know, see who really budges first because apparently these talks have just not been going well. Not been going well. All right, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. From the four oh eight, I know it's a business, but any lockout in any sport is in my doghouse. The fans lose. That's from the four oh eight. The doghouse is coming up next, and also from the four oh eight. I hope the Niners can sustain a ten plus minute drive in the fourth quarter, and Wilson never sees the ball again. Sick and tired of seeing Wilson magic in the fourth quarter, and you saw a little bit of Wilson magic in the fourth quarter, or you could have in that game against Washington. But Washington were the ones who gave him the ball back in the first place. I mean, there's this whole thing about. You know, going for two and going for it on fourth down, not kicking field goals, and you're giving the other team an opportunity if you do do that. And that's what Washington did to Seattle. I don't think the 49ers are going to do that if they do play the Seahawks and they were in the position that Washington was in last week on Monday Night Football. But that's all coming up next because I do have some guys from football in my doghouse, and I'm going to start off with the group of refs, and that was from Thanksgiving. Who is in your doghouse at 888-957-9570? That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. As we all know, Kyle Shanahan had a doghouse, has a doghouse still, I guess. I don't know who's in it, but Brandon Ayuk was the one who was in it. Apparently, he's made his way out. So I figured, if Kyle Shanahan has a doghouse, why can't we? So who's in your doghouse at 888-957-9570? Stephen Lankford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. This song just hits, man. I know it's 5.18 in the morning and you really do not want to hear me singing, but, well, you're here. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. Who is in your doghouse? 888-957-9570. Welcome to the pregame show. Just in case you're tuning in for your first time ever to 95.7 The Game, this is the pregame to the game. As we got the morning roast coming up from 6 to 9 o'clock, then you got Willard and Dibs, then you got Steiny and Guru, then you got Damon and Ratto, then you got Kolsky and Company. We also broadcast Warrior Games. We got it all here on 95.7. Now at 5.35, going to do the 2021 Sports figures wrapped. As you've been seeing all over social media, people are posting their 2021 year in music wrapped, where they have their top five songs that they've listened to, the amount of minutes that they've listened to them, their top artist, whoever it is. And you're like, oh, you're in the top 5% of listening to Taylor Swift. I mean, also, by the way, with the amount of with the amount of Taylor Swift fans there are, if you're in the top 0.02%, of Taylor Swift listeners, good lord. <laughs> good lord. You have listened to way too much Taylor Swift. All right, I'm calling you out. Sorry. Uh, but we are going to have the 2021 Bay Area season wrapped. I got different sports figures in the Bay Area. I got some songs for Kyle Shanahan, Buster Posey, Debo Samuel, Jimmy Garoppolo, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry. So that's all coming up at 535. Going to have some fun here. Uh, but we do have the doghouse. And at 888-957-9570, I want to know from you, who is in your doghouse? Because Kyle Shanahan, he had the doghouse, as a lot of, as I guess a lot of head coaches do, you know, when they don't play a, play a certain guy because maybe he's not doing well at practice. Dante Pettis, he was in the doghouse. Brandon Ayuk was in Shanahan's doghouse. So I figured... Why not let us have a doghouse here? So while you get those in at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, as we know, uh, real quick with the Giants, when they sign, you know, Alex Wood and Alex Cobb, it's not going to inspire a ton of confidence in everybody. And by the sounds of it, Farhan Zaidi is not going to try and make a splashy move. He's not going to try and get that big free agent. So he's doing what he's always done and, you know, getting these veteran starters for the cheap. And if you're wondering why he chose Alex Cobb, well, look no further than just reading the line. He tried tweaking his mechanics over at Driveline Baseball. Driveline is the new hip training workout facility where they use a ton of analytics so that they can, you know, change your grip, change your motion, and they use all these different tools, and the guys headlining that are guys like, at the at the head of the analytics movement are uh, some giant staffers like Brian Bannister, who's the director of pitching, really, with the Giants, and then you got a guy like Matt Daniels, who's the coordinator of pitching sciences. There's all these other coaches that are involved here, and the Giants are at the forefront of that. They have some good guys, and Matt Daniels was previously with Driveline, so it's no surprise that they're getting a guy like Alex Cobb, and they're probably saying, hey, this guy could be worth could be worth buying. If you get him for a two-year, $20 million deal, you're getting a lot of value out of this guy. 
So that's that. That's no surprise now. That after I read that, that makes the Alex Cobb. Uh, that makes the Alex Cobb signing. Uh, that makes more sense of it because he was working out with guys who they're familiar with. So um, you know that does actually give me a little more relief. I do think that um, he can be good. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It, it, I, I haven't seen much from Alex Cobb in in his career. He had a good year last season. So we'll see how he does. I mean, that's the most obvious thing to say, and I'm going to kick myself in the teeth for actually saying, well, we'll see how it goes, because that's the most obvious statement in sports radio. Okay. 888-957-9570. Who is in your doghouse for this week? I got three of them. Let's get to it. I got to tell you what. It ain't no fun being in the doghouse. Now, a lot of guys have gotten out of it. You know, I had, I really started it out the first time I ever did this. The first week, I had Machine Gun Kelly because he totally avoided Conor McGregor at the VMAs. And then I put Conor McGregor in there the following week just because he was responding to him in such a way where it seemed like it actually bothered him. And I'm like, why are you letting Machine Gun Kelly bother you? Him not saying hi to you and throwing a drink to, a drink at you at the VMAs or whatever award show that was. So they were my first week in the doghouse. But this week, I'm going to look at Sean Hockley and the rest of the referee staff for that game on Thanksgiving between the Raiders and the Cowboys. I don't care how many penalties they thought were infracted. I don't care how many. I, I don't care if there's a holding on every play. But good Lord, 28 penalties in total, 14 on each side. And those were the only ones that counted. Those were the only ones that counted. There were some that were declined. So they don't technically count as penalties on the stat sheet. Kind of like when uh, George Kittle called out Matt Mayoko because he said, you know, you guys went on a 22-play drive. And then he said, well, actually, it was a 23-play drive. It just so happened there was a flag on the play, so it didn't count. So really, it was 23. That's how it is with penalties. You see 14 on each side. But really, there were even more because the Raiders were declining them. And it's just not fair for any team. And I don't know how to properly evaluate a game. And this is me personally. I don't know how to properly evaluate a game when there are that many penalties in a single one. And how detrimental it was for both teams for those penalties. I mean, there was one with Micah Parsons. There was roughing the passer. I've been so frustrated with that. Just the unnecessary roughness when it's not unnecessary roughness. They've been ridiculous this season. And, of course, the taunting penalties. But I look at Sean Hockley, who was the head ref of that game, and the rest of his crew who were just constantly throwing the flag. And the reason... In part because, you know, it's just the Cowboys and the Raiders, two pretty historic franchises playing on Thanksgiving. But the reason that it averaged 38.5 million viewers, which was the most in any regular season game since 1990, the reason that happened is because people had a lot of time to get to their TV since that game lasted forever. And then, oh yeah, it went to overtime where there were like six more penalty flags thrown. Too much. Too much. So that referee crew, they are all in my doghouse. Number two. LeBron James. LeBron James, and no, I'm not going to be talking about his little spat with Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor Freedom, excuse me. <laughs> Somebody actually posted a picture on Twitter yesterday, just a side note. They posted a picture because uh, the Sixers um, were playing, uh, oh my goodness, I, I believe, uh, hang on one second, I, I believe, I just want to make sure that I got this right, it was the Celtics, correct? Yes, it was the Celtics and they ended up losing 80, 88 to 87, but there was a moment where the Embiid blocked Enos Cantor Freedom. And then on the play-by-play sheet, it says, Embiid blocks freedom. (laughs) Oh, man. But, look, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm simply going to talk about the no-look free throw. Did anybody see this with LeBron a couple of days ago? You see him mouth out the words as he's going to the free throw line and he's knocked down his first one. And then you see him mouth out the words, I'm going to do this with my eyes closed. So he does it with his eyes closed, shoots the free throw, then he ends up doinking it off the front iron. (laughs) Nowhere near inside the net. 
And anytime you compare these, you have these GOAT conversations with Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. My favorite thing is that they showed the video of LeBron missing that free throw with his eyes closed. Then they showed the video of MJ telling Dikembe Mutombo when Mutombo was on the Nuggets telling him, Hey, I'm going to do this with my eyes closed because he knocked one down. Then he just does it with the eyes closed. He says, hey, watch this. Knocks it down. Swish. Boom. LeBron James didn't do that. So LeBron James, just for that, for that cockiness, you're in my doghouse, man. I know you care. I know it's a big deal. Ain't no fun being in Nice Guy Steven's doghouse. Can't believe I just talked in the third person. But there we go. One more that I want to have in my doghouse here. One more. And that's Kirk Cousins. That's Kirk Cousins, simply because you lined up under the right guard. How do you line up under the right guard? When you're in a situation, in a fourth down situation, which could decide the game, and you are, you, you don't have any timeouts, you have one timeout left, and, and you don't have any that you can burn. And since you lined up under the right guard, instead of running a play... You had to call a timeout, and they didn't have any timeouts left with uh, timeouts left with five minutes on the clock. That's not how it's supposed to go in the fourth quarter. And Kirk, everybody talks about how you're underrated, and you know your touchdown interception ratio is so good. People do not talk enough about this guy. Well, the reason people don't want him on their team, fans don't want him on their favorite team as a starting quarterback, specifically 49er fans, because of what happened back in 2017. It's because of moments like that. It's because when the lights get bright, there are times when he tends to turtle up. Now, I'm not going to act like he hasn't made any big plays ever in his career. He's won a playoff game before, but there was a time where he was 0-8 in his career on Monday Night Football, I believe. He just got his first win on Monday Night Football last season. So, congratulations. But the fact that you lined up under the right guard, man, that's good enough to get you into the doghouse. That's it. That's it. That's my doghouse for this week. I don't have many for this one. Normally I have about five or six, but there wasn't a ton that could count as a doghouse. I did have an honorable mention, and I just didn't want to bring up the refs the entire time, but that Rockets game that I brought up earlier this week where the Rockets and Thunder were playing, they played again last night, but it was earlier in the week when Kevin Porter Jr. is getting a triple-double, and he was one rebound away from it. And when he got the when the ball went off the rim from the Thunder, his Rockets teammates tried to help him out by getting him another rebound and tapping the ball to him. And he got the rebound and it counted and everyone's so excited Kevin Porter Jr. has his triple double. And the league took it away under final review the next day and so he only had a double double on the game with nine rebounds. They're in my doghouse. I guess you could put the NBA in my doghouse for that one. For putting that play under review. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. 888-957-9570. This is where I need your help. This is where I need your help. Ooh, from the 415. Steve Kerr's in my doghouse for not playing Jonathan Kaminga more early in the season. Can't be that much than JTA versus the Suns. What do you you want him to do? What do you want him to do with Kaminga? You want him to play 30 to 35 minutes? I mean, Kaminga's been getting some run. Now, granted, he didn't get any against the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, with the way that the Suns were playing on defense, I don't know how Kaminga would have fared. I don't know if Kaminga would have looked that good anyway. I know what you're saying with JTA against the Suns. Like a lot of the team, he looked overwhelmed with the Suns' defense. And they're switching and they're uh, cutting into passing lanes and doing all those different things. But I I have no beef with how Steve Kerr's handled uh, Jonathan Kaminga so far. However... I do have a playlist set up for him, and that's what's coming up next. And I need your help at 888-957-9570. I have some written down, but I would love for you to participate in this. So as you saw yesterday, there was a certain app, and I'll explain this on the other side as well. There was a certain app that had their 2021 wrapped songs for the year where everyone posts about it. Everyone goes to Instagram because they have a straight-to-Instagram stories button Everyone posts their top five songs they've listened to this year. Their top five artists. Top five genres. And it's just, what happened to just calling it pop and rock and rap? I mean, I got I got three. It's like conscious hip-hop, underground hip-hop, pop rap. I don't even know what any of that is. That's way too deep into the genre for me. 
But I created a 2021 wrapped playlist for Bay Area sports figures. I got one for Buster Posey. I got one for Debo Samuel. I got one for Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry. I got a ton of stuff on the other side. But if you want to weigh in and if you want to just... If you think that any athlete deserves the playlist, deserves a rap playlist for 2021, what song would you put on that playlist? At 888-957-9570 from the 707, Joe Biden's in my doghouse. Shout out to politics. That's all coming up next on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show. On 95.7 The Game, here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a terrific Thursday. I just I just can't wait for the Warriors and the Suns tomorrow night. Why does it have to be two days of rest? I know they need to travel. I know they need to go from Phoenix all the way here. I understand that, but come on. Hurry it up. <laughs> oh, man. We are getting some closeouts here with the doghouse, and I will explain what we're going to do in this next segment with the wrapped 2021 Bay Area Sports Figures playlist. We'll get to that in just a second. But from the 510, Kenny Smith, is he in your doghouse? How'd you forget about Kenny Smith for his delusional Warriors fan comment? Just got in the car. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if I was late. That's from Zucci, man. You know what? You make a good point there. I mean, with what Kenny Smith said uh, during halftime of that game with the with the Warriors and the Suns. I always said that I thought the Knicks fans were the most delusional, but I think the Golden State Warrior fans might have them. Because, you know, shout out to, you know, the Williams family, the Newport family, and the Scholes family, who they are unconditional. I mean, even when they're up 18, they're still arguing with the refs. What more am I supposed? How else am I supposed to react to that? I, I mean, I don't know who the families are. I don't know where he was getting the complaints about the refs and the way they were treating Steph Curry. But I am very confident. Now, you know, the, the morning Rose said yesterday that the Lakers fans are the most delusional. I'm very confident the Knicks are right up there, though, because if you remember that video, I personally loved it. But it was a video that came out after the Knicks won their first game, and I think it was, maybe it wasn't their first game, but it was early on in the season when the Knicks were in Madison Square Square Garden and they beat the Nets, and there was this video posted online of Knicks fans going insane. You would have thought that they just won not only Game 7 of the Finals, but they also would have won an Olympic gold medal. They would have won the All-Star Game. All of that combined. Everything they they would it looked like New York won every single championship in all of sports in that one video. Kevin Durant, you should have come to New York. Shouldn't have gone to Brooklyn. That was a terrible New York accent, but you get where I'm going there. Uh, so Knicks fans are very delusional as well. I don't know. I I feel like every fan base in some sense is delusional. Um, except if you're, you know, like a Jets fan or you're just completely down on your team and there's no way that they can build that trust back up with you. Uh, but I, 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 I don't really know what Kenny Smith was talking about. I don't know who he heard from and I don't know why he had to bring it up during halftime. So that's a good one. From the 209, Andrew Wiggins, you need to step up when Steph's getting locked down. I don't, I, Andrew Wiggins was almost questionable, was almost out of the game with back spasms. He was questionable all day. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. He was playing when he was hurt. And, and I don't know what they're going to do for these next uh, couple of days. I don't know what their training is like. I don't know if he's going to be playing. But we'll see what happens on Friday. As I say, that sports radio cliche. Yeah, I don't really agree with that one. And uh, before we do go to Mitch in New Jersey, who was nice enough to call in from the 510, two races to go in the Formula One season. Lewis Hamilton could become the GOAT. He's got to catch Max Verstappen, who is only leading by eight points. And if you haven't seen it, if you're into sports at all and you're into competition, you don't need to watch the entire Formula One year. Um, unless you watch Drive to Survive, in which case that's going to be uh, Drive to Survive, in which case that's going to get you to become a fan of uh, of Formula One and make you want to watch it. But we are seeing and we are witnessing, if you are a Formula One person, one of the great 
head-to-head battles in a championship because Lewis Hamilton is currently tied with Michael Schumacher for the most world championships ever. I believe the number's at seven, and he's going for his eighth this year. And Lewis Hamilton has really been... Uh, been behind in the points while Max Verstappen for Red Bull has been right at the top and really been dominating a lot of the season. But with how it's gone on, two more races, the points, you get a certain amount of points if you win a race and come out on top. Watching those two do uh, uh, duel it out, it's going to be a fun next couple of races. You got the next one, where's it at? Uh, you got the next one in Saudi Arabia, and then you got the next one in Abu Dhabi. So, um, very, very entertaining stuff. I highly recommend. You don't have to pay attention to this next race coming up, but that one in Abu Dhabi is going to be insane. But let's go to Mitch in New Jersey before we get to our 2021 Bay Area sports season wrapped. What's going on, Mitch in New Jersey? Hi, Steve. Uh, good show. Thanks, man. I was saying, Doghouse, these owners, I don't know what they're doing, especially my daughters, and I'm all pissed off. They're like, uh, Corey Seager go, but they're going strike and a lockdown, come on, all that money. And like Toronto, they let go of this guy on the world winner, and they signed your, uh, one of your, uh, fantasy pitchers, uh, Kevin, um, Cousins. Yeah. Does that, does that make any sense? Uh, I think, like, this whole strike thing doesn't make any sense, lockout. Just, I'm um, bringing the DH, keep one stick to do stuff this season earlier. Yeah, they're, they're tired. They have double headers every Sunday. But I would say I, um, <laughs> I'm not keeping up with music anymore that much. I usually look at old stuff, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, I would say Nick Bosa. Uh, deserves a song. He's one of the best people yeah. in football. <laughs> Nick Bosa definitely deserves some sort of song. I appreciate that, Mitch. I appreciate the phone call. And yeah, this lockout, it's, it's you know, there's only so much you can draw from it right now. The negotiations for the next couple of months are going to be fascinating to keep up with. All the reports that are going to come out, um, we'll see if there's any changes on the field, changes to the playoff format, changes to how the contracts work changes to service time. There's so much that's going to be involved with Major League Baseball. And hell, can they make any changes on the field? There's one thing that I've really come around on, and before we get to the 2021 wrapped, and I, and I explain that, and I've done this 15 different times, but it, I keep getting sidetracked. One thing I want for baseball, at least to try and negotiate, are the shifts. I understand shifts are all a part, about the, are all a part of the game. It's all a strategy. strategy. Hey, if you got nobody on the left side of the field, how about you hit it to the left side of the field? You, you know, did, I mean, same thing with right-handed batters. If you got everyone lined up in left field, along left field, shortstop, third base, whatever, how about you hit it to right field or at least bunt when these guys are playing deep? But I want them to address that. And Rod Carew, Hall of Famer, legend in baseball, I heard his idea and he said, I'm tired of this shift and I really like this one. Move players within a range of six feet or less. I don't know how you'd implement that. I, I, I don't know how they'd be able to to monitor that. But look, they were mo- able to somehow monitor sticky substances. That's not my job to figure out. You know whose job it is? Major League Baseball. So figure out a way to maybe not ban the shift entirely, but at least tweak it so that you give the hitters some advantage because that that, that happened that happens all the time and I go back to that last se- uh, series against the Dodgers in the NLDS when the hit to second base from Mike Yastrzemski I mean that one could have changed the entire that that could have shifted the momentum entirely in the game but instead he hits it right to the second baseman who was all the way out in right field and if, if there wasn't if they tweaked the shift and that would have got down as a hit and there's plenty for the Dodgers that could have gone the same way I just think it'd be fair on on every side if they could do that. And we'll see if there's a universal DH. We'll see if there's a universal DH. But they could have come to an agreement by yesterday. Okay. So the 2021 sports season wrapped. Now, I'm sure everyone saw this. If you're on social media at all and you're on Instagram, people post annoyingly post this stuff. But there's a certain app <clears throat> that's going to remain nameless. I'm not going to name what it is. But... They have their 2021 year wrapped where they have all their songs listed for their users and they have, you know, the top five songs you listen to, how many minutes you listened overall, how many minutes you listened to this specific artist, your top five artists, your most listened to artist of the year, um, all these different things. 
So I wanted to do a 2021 sports season wrapped. I chose a bunch of popular figures within the Bay Area. I got Buster Posey. I got Debo Samuel. I got Kyle Shanahan. I got Jimmy Garoppolo. I got Steve Kerr. I got Gabe Kapler. And I need help figuring some out for Steph Curry. Need help with that one. So at 888-957-9570, if you had to have songs on a playlist for a wrapped playlist for 2021 to, to kind of explain the season for Steph Curry, what would that be? Or if you want to weigh in on any other player at 888-957-9570, please feel free. Now I got about four or five songs for each one. And I want to start off with Kyle Shanahan. This one, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to start off with Kyle Shanahan. Let's not start off with Kyle Shanahan. I want to start off with Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel has been, in my opinion, the MVP of the team. Now, you're going to be missing him for the next one to two weeks. It's not expected to be long term. But I got five songs. Here's Debo Samuel's wrapped playlist for 2021. Here's the first song. Look. This may be obvious, but when I think of Debo Samuel, when I was sitting down last night and I was thinking what songs can be used to describe Debo Samuel's 2021 season, Here Comes the Boom was the first song that popped into my head by Nelly. Here Comes the Boom was used heavily in The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler and Nelly, and actually I really liked that movie. But what song better describes Debo's running style than Here Comes the Boom? When he gets the ball in his hands, it doesn't seem like anyone can tackle him. The other songs, Crazy Train. How else am I supposed to describe the way that he runs? Here Comes the Boom, he's running like a train, uh, like a crazy train, uh, uh, running off the rails like a crazy train. I found it, finally. I found the lyrics in my head. Running off the rails like a crazy train, just doing whatever he wants to do, and nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. Next up, Baby, I Got Your Money. Baby, I Got Your Money by ODB. Because I think Debo deserves to get paid. He's coming up on the end of his rookie contract. He's only making about $1.5 million right now. And I think he absolutely deserves to get paid. I think he's shown his value. I think he's helping Jimmy Garoppolo out a ton right now. And um, I think that with Trey Lance, if you're going to have Trey Lance next year... I think Debo Samuel can help him out immensely because Brandon Ayuk can be that deep threat who can high point the ball and Debo can just be running the short routes or you can put him in as a running back and just have him get two targets for a game. Next song for him, Who Gonna Stop Me by Kanye and Jay-Z. Man, that song, I mean, again, who's gonna stop Debo Samuel? When he's running the ball, who gonna stop me, huh? <laughs> Terrible Kanye impression right there. And then last one, Shook Ones. I'm all about Shook Ones here with Debo Samuel because he leaves these defenders shook whenever he's done running the football. Shook. That's going to do it for Debo Samuel's playlist for 2021. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to work. I'm telling you, this segment is going to work. All right, next up, we got five for Kyle Shanahan. Now, I did add one token Lil Wayne song in it, but... This is the primary song I thought about with Kyle Shanahan. Now, we got to wait a little bit to get to the chorus, but this one makes a lot of sense when it comes to Kyle Shanahan on my 2021 wrapped for Bay Area sports figure. Now, you may not hear the lyric just yet, and really, you got to wait a couple of minutes, but this song's by AWOL Nation, and this song became popular through TikTok, but for Kyle Shanahan, my number one song on his 2021 wrapped playlist is Run by AWOL Nation. Because he's obsessed with running the ball right now. And I think that he's figured out, hey, I got Elijah Mitchell. I can use Debo Samuel in the run game. Run. That's the key to everything with his offense. Run. So the next song, run it. Chris Brown. Pretty simple. Run it by Chris Brown. That song was a hitter, too, back when I was in 7th grade. How crazy everybody was going in 7th grade when Chris Brown run it came on. And then also running by the far side. Those are the three great run songs of all time. Maybe there's Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, and there's quite a few others. But 
run in by the far side, run it by Chris Brown, run by AWOL Nation. Then a song called Five Years by David Bowie. Because Kyle Shanahan has five years left with this team. He got that contract extension last year, the six-year extension, and he's got five years and he's going through 2025. On to 2026. So five years by David Bowie. Then I had to throw a Lil Wayne song in there for him. Lil Wayne. I'm just going to throw a milli in there. Because when I went to uh, when I went to training camp and when I went to the practice, the open practice over at Levi's Stadium, this was the first song that was playing. And then it felt like everything else in Lil Wayne's catalog was played at the same time. So I got Run, Run It, Runnin', Five Years, and a milli for Kyle Shanahan. Now, 888-957-9570, if you want to weigh in with your wrapped playlists for Bay Area sports figures, I need help figuring one out for Steph Curry. Need one help help figuring one out, one out for Steph Curry. And I also need this song to drop. I thought it was going to drop a lot sooner. All right, here we go. This is Kyle Shanahan. Run. That's it. Just run. Just run. All right. Up next... I got Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I got four songs for Jimmy Garoppolo, and this one here, uh, this is, uh, I don't know if you want to call it, uh, I don't know if you want to call it mean, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it, uh, I don't know, a little, little harsh, but uh, I got this specific song here from Jimmy Eat World. Let me get into it. By Jimmy Eat World. This would be on Jimmy Garoppolo's 2021 rap playlist. I mean, Jimmy Eat World's the name of the song. Jimmy is his name. It's only in your head. You only feel left out or looked down on. Just try your best, Jimmy. Try everything you can. You may have had that report from Ian Rappaport over the weekend about how they're going to move on from you this year and they're going to move on to Trey Lance in 2022. It just takes some time. By the way, whenever this song was played on the radio, did anyone really understand what the lyrics were? Back when you couldn't just search up the lyrics on your phone, did anyone really know what the lyrics were to this one? Nobody did. I don't believe you if you feel like you did. (laughs) Other ones for Jimmy. Trust in me by Etta James. Hey, Kyle, trust in him to to throw farther than eight yards. He's an NFL quarterback. I know he hasn't shown the capability that much to do it, but hey, there's been times when you've been successful throwing the ball deep, and why not try and get a defensive pass interference call? Why not try to get a ball placed at the spot of the foul call with Jimmy? Trusted Jimmy. So Jimmy has that on his playlist. Next up, One More Year by Tame Paula, because it seems like he's really got, pretty much he's got one more year until... One more year left on his deal until he's done. I mean, he's got one more year left on his contract. I don't know if he's going to be here till next season. I don't know if they're going to trade him or what's going to happen. But Jimmy Garoppolo, one more year. And then another one, the last one on his playlist, Life is Too Short by Too Short. It was a short-lived time with the 49ers. Now, he's been going since 2017, and it's been five years. But I think when you're called as the franchise guy, and you're expected when you're traded for, and you get that contract extension and you're told, hey, you're going to be the one to lead this franchise to a Super Bowl. You're going to be the next quarterback up. They're going to put you up right there with Steve Young and Joe Montana. I'll even throw Jeff Garcia in that conversation. But it turns out it's just too short. Time's too short. And you get a couple of years where you get injured and, you know, just things don't go your way. Life is too short for Jimmy G. By too short. <sighs> what a time. What a time. Alright. Next song here. I love these. I love these rap things, by the way. I, I don't know. I've, I've been looking on Instagram. It's pretty cool to see what people listen to, but also I tend to do that thing uh, where, um, you know, I kind of maybe, you know, judge people here and there and uh you know it's like what are you listening to why are you listening to so much of that all right next up here's the one for steve kerr this is the one song that i thought about oh there were a lot for steve kerr but joy to the world 
was the first one that I could think of because if anything this year, Steve Kerr has had these guys playing with joy, and that's what he's all about. Joy to the world. Great song to describe 2021 season so far for Steve Kerr. That's his 2021 wrapped. Next one, Substitute by The Who. Substitute because he's figured out these rotations in, in, in a way. Uh, you know, there's it's no mistake why they're 18 and three on the year. It's because of the way that they're able. He's able to interchange these guys and use them up in the rotation and uh, figure out ways to get the right matchup. Now, granted, against the Suns, that's really the first time this year where I've heard people have an issue with Kerr's rotation. But Substitute, I feel like, is a good song to describe his 2021 year. Last one for Steve Kerr, The Joker. The guy's a jokester, man. The guy's a jokester. He, 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 he's, he, uh, every time he's at the podium, he's always sarcastic. And anytime he does one of those sideline reports, you know, in the middle of the third quarter, he's always sarcastic there. The guy's a jokester. From the 574, Jimmy Garoppolo's song is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> from the 209, Run This Town by Rihanna for Steph Curry. He runs this town. From the 510, Curry Shimmy equals the Harlem Shake. From the 510, Lose My Mind by DMX for the way Curry is going off the change. That's from Oreo Cookie. From the 925, Andre Iguodala's song is Coming Home by Diddy and Skylar Gray. <laughs> All right, I got one more. I got one more. And this is going to be for Buster Posey. We didn't have enough time here today. I didn't leave enough meat on the bone to get through this. I should have gone for the whole 20 minutes here. But here's my number one song for Buster Posey. I will remember you. I'll remember you, Buster Posey, for everything you did for the San Francisco Giants. Will you remember us, the Giants fans that stood up for you at Oracle Park? Will you remember me, the guy who was constantly yelling, Gerald, trying to be different than everybody else who's saying, let's go, Buster, and me saying, let's go, Gerald. You probably hated that. I'm sorry, Buster. (laughs) The other one I thought of for Buster Posey randomly was Mac Dre, Not My Job. I'll sign some autographs, but anything else, not my job. I'll sit in the press box, but anything else, not my job. I'll go make an appearance at the game for the fans. But playing the game, not my job anymore. But this is the number one thing. Buster Posey, we will remember you. Gosh, I don't know if that segment worked, but hey, there was not much going on on a Sports Wednesday, so I tried to get creative. Bonte and Joe the Butcher Boy Shaski are coming up next on The Morning Rose with me and producer John Curley behind the glass. Hope you've had a fantastic Thursday. And before I do get out of here, where is it? From the... Where are you? From the 650. Don't you understand? People who like this rap crap are still asleep. Worst show ever. Put that on the tagline for the show. I'm going to put that on my Twitter bio. All right. (laughs) Morning Rose coming up next. And as always, go sports. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.